This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Mephiotes. What's your name? Mali And what country are you on today? Yongaland. And this is the full story. I'm here at Gama Festival in Gulkala in northeast Arnhem Land. It's a four-day celebration of Yolngu life and culture and Australia's largest Indigenous gathering, with people travelling here from all over the country, including the Prime Minister. Thank you so much, Jawa, for uh, the warm welcome uh, to your country and for the meeting that we've just had with the Dillac Council. This year is special. It's the first year without the legendary Yolngu leader and Gama founder, Mr Yunipingu, pioneer of the land rights movement and a confidant of Prime Ministers. In May this year, I had the extraordinary honour of paying tribute to the life and legacy of a truly great Australian. A man it is hard to imagine Gama without. Even as I look out on this crowd, I somehow expect to see him looking back. Unipingu walked in two worlds with authority, power and grace. And he sought always to make those two worlds whole. Unipingu's impact is felt differently by his family and community here on Gumach country. Whilst he was cajoling prime ministers and chief ministers and dignitaries in his part-time job, his real job was the family and the future. The final uh, words left a very senior Gumach lawman and songman, Jungwa Jungwa Yunipingo. This year's theme of Garma 2023 is Jambaich. Jambaich means brilliant, intelligent, significant, someone who catches and feed his family, his tribe. He fed us and he left us. He left us full with energy, with strength, with power. This is also the year where Australians will vote on whether to enshrine a voice to Parliament in the Constitution. Traditional owners in this region, represented by the Dillark Council, are campaigning for yes. And on the ground at Gama, yes is everywhere. It's emblazoned on coffee cups, on T-shirts, and written in the red dirt on the side of a ute. And on Saturday, the Prime Minister made a promise. Today I can promise all of you and all Australians there will be no delaying or deferring of this referendum. We will not deny the urgency of this moment. We will not kick the can down the road. We will not abandon substance for symbolism or retreat to platitudes at the expense of progress. In contrast, the leaders of the No campaign and the opposition are conspicuously absent at Gama. In this special episode of The Voice, Ask Me Anything, we take your questions about The Voice to Gama Festival and put them to Labor and Liberal politicians. And we also speak to Yolnu young people about what they want from a voice. It's Tuesday, the 8th of August. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. If you tip them and they're not looking and they don't tip you back, you win automatically, so they just have to go straight down. Senator McCarthy, thanks for joining us on on Full Story um, here in the Youth Forum. We've got some kids drumming behind us as well. Yeah, it looks <laughs> lovely to be here at Gokula and, you know, it's a time to just uh, regather and nourish the spirit. So the Prime Minister has vowed to hold the referendum this year and he says that he will not retreat. But as Assistant Minister for Indigenous Affairs, what are you thinking about the next few months? What's the strategy, especially seeing as... Yes, polling is, is quite low at the moment. I've been travelling across Australia through the Northern Territory, you know, Victoria, South Australia, uh, far northern uh, western New South Wales, and the message that I'm getting from people is to keep going. Uh, and that is really what this referendum is about. I see it uh, from a cultural perspective as a Yanyol Gado woman. I see it as uh, word of mouth. It's our message stick. We just have to keep talking to one another and listening. And uh, I don't see any negativity on, on my travels. I really don't. If anything, I see questions that need to be dispelled if, uh, because they've read something that was not correct. They're the conversations I'm having with people to correct some mistruths. It does surprise me to hear that because we had Marsha Langton speaking this week about politicians being targeted and about mob being targeted, especially within the Yes campaign. Have you seen that yourself? Have you experienced that at all? So where I'm travelling, that's not what I'm receiving. If anything, I'm being warmly welcomed. Um, now, in terms of uh, negative social media or emails that I receive or people who troll you on Facebook and, and other forms of social media, well, of course, that's definitely happening. But I see that as a concerted campaign by those who should know better. How do you change the tone then if it's becoming divisive like that? And who's responsible for changing that? Well, we are a democracy and part of being a democracy means people can have their views. But what I've always called for is respect. It's about how you conduct yourself uh, in that debate. Some have questioned the strategy and the timeline by the government. Uh, one of our Guardian listeners has asked, why didn't the Prime Minister conduct a referendum for a voice more slowly and get bipartisan support, like in the 1967 referendum. What do you say to that? Well, the Nationals walked out on this decision long before uh, we even embarked, uh, you know, a few months beyond Ghana last year. And the minute that happened, uh, they set the course uh, for the fact that there wouldn't be bipartisan support. And I think it's important uh, to point that out. In terms of the timing of the referendum, clearly when we went to the election... Uh, we had said that this is what we would do. 
let's remember that whilst it may be uh, a new thing for many Australians as we continue to go across the country, it's not for First Nations people. Uh, this was a message delivered in 2017, a request by people who gathered on Anangu country uh, asking for a voice to Parliament. Uh, so we're coming into six years, seven years since then. And for those elders who've worked for decades even prior to that, uh, this has been a lifelong journey. There has been a lot of questions about the government's stance on treaty this week. Does the government support a treaty led by the federal government, by the Commonwealth? I've looked at the debate and seen, even from the moment the Prime Minister announced that we would go down this path in August last year here on Gulkala country, this is a question about listening, about recognition, and the vehicle is a voice to the parliament, and I will stay focused on that. So you don't want to talk about treaty and that the federal government's position on, on a federal-led treaty? We've said from the beginning that, that the Uluru Statement from the Heart is what we will support in full. Another listener asked a question that I hear from a lot of mob. They ask, why should non-Aboriginal Australians be allowed to vote on something that isn't about them? I would say to them that we know that as First Nations people, we are only 3% of the population. And so naturally, we do need the support of non-Indigenous Australia to support us in uh, winning this referendum. But I'd like to add that for First Nations people, uh, we know that more than 80% of First Nations people want to see this a successful re referendum. Another listener asks, I'm voting yes, but I feel uncomfortable campaigning because of the strong dissent among the progressive no or the black sovereign camp. How can I support the voice and not just be a, another white person telling Aboriginal people what to, what to think? Look, I would say to Australians, please support us. Uh, you know, the best way you can do it is to reach out to people in your own circle of friendship, your family, uh, your community, your sporting group, and talk to them. Uh, and see if they can uh, listen to what you have to say. And it's as simple as that, really, and encourage them to vote yes. On Sunday, the only member of the federal opposition to attend Gama, Julian Lisa, took to the stage at the open-air Gajambal Auditorium. I've been interested in the Constitution for as long as I can remember. In fact, when most 10-year-olds were asking for a bike or a computer game uh, or the latest cricket bat, I asked my parents for a copy of the Australian Constitution. After the panel, I sat down near the auditorium overlooking the escarpment with Julian Lisa. So, Julian, Lisa, there's a lot of politicians here at Gama, but as far as I'm aware, you're the only person from the Coalition Party here. Why? I came here with Peter Dutton when I was the Shadow Minister earlier in the year and he engaged respectfully with the Yolngu people. We were here for a couple of days. Um, I know he, uh, he respects the Yolngu uh, leadership. Um, I know Jacinta Price is the local senator for this area. Uh, she's been to this part of, uh, of the world previously. I know they're continuing to engage with people on these issues. You resigned as Shadow Indigenous Australians Minister in order to campaign in favour of The Voice. Many of our listeners want to know why does your individual position differ from your parties? Well, I have a long history in on this issue. It goes back to 2014 when Noel Pearson and other people were looking to work with constitutional conservatives who've tended to be opposed to constitutional change to try and find a way forward on this issue. 
I'm a strong constitutional monarchist. Um, I'm against a Bill of Rights. Um, I think I was sort of an obvious person for Nal to talk with. But as we talked, we realised that Indigenous leaders and constitutional conservatives wanted the same thing. We wanted to get practical results. We didn't want something that would involve a judicial veto, like a one-clause Bill of Rights, a racial non-discrimination clause. But it was important to try and improve policy outcomes on the ground by consulting with Indigenous people, because I think that's been the missing element here. Uh, and I hear so many examples of where um, governments have made decisions with the best of intentions to try and improve the lot of uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians, and yet we don't see uh, better outcomes. I think we need structural change. I think The Voice provides that structural change. I just want to briefly go through some of the positions of your party. Opposition leader Peter Dutton claims The Voice will re-racialise the country. He and Jacinta Price have said that The Voice is for elites, it's divisive, it will cost taxpayers money. Are these fair and accurate claims? One of the advantages of The Voice, one of the, the real purposes of it, is to try and ensure we get better bang for government dollars that are going into Indigenous communities. This should actually help us save money by consulting Indigenous people on the policies and laws that affect them directly. In terms of this being divisive, I think it's important that Australians understand a very key point. The Federal Parliament makes uh, most of its laws that apply to all Australians, but there are a series of laws that only apply to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Uh, we don't make laws for Greek Australians. We don't make laws for Italian Australians. We don't make laws for Jewish Australians. We don't make laws for Sikh Australians. But we do make specific laws for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australians. And the fruit of those laws has not always been good. And the fruit of those laws and policies is why we have this gap that does not close. It is for that reason that we need a specific provision in the Constitution to recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, to allow us to listen to them before we make policies uh, and laws in order to get better outcomes in education, employment, healthcare and housing. Are you concerned that people are hearing the, these claims that I mentioned from your own party and believing them? Well, I think Australians are a wise people. I encourage Australians to, to get informed, to actually look at the provision uh, that is uh, that, that is being put in the Constitution. This is one of the smallest changes proposed to the Constitution. Another listener has asked, why are you staying in the Liberal Party? We just heard from Andrew G, who resigned from the Nationals. Why not do the same? Because I love my party. I've been a member of it since I was 16. Um, I believe in the values of the party. I believe in the individual, in, in their freedom, in their ambition, in their dignity. I believe in personal responsibility. I believe in strong defence. I believe in the family as the key unit of social policy. I believe in the Australian constitution. These are fundamental uh, issues uh, that uh, I, as a Liberal, am proud to stand on. And one of the things that is best about the Liberal Party and makes it different to almost any other party in, in, in our country is that it allows its members who are on the backbench to take a different position from that of uh, the rest of the party. While staying in the party, are you in conversation with opposition leader Peter Dutton and Jacinta Price about The Voice? Well, um, I know they're on the no side, I'm on the yes side, and we agree to disagree. So you aren't speaking regularly to them about The Voice? Well, I talk to them about all manner of things. The Prime Minister has confirmed this weekend that he will not retreat and he will hold the referendum this year. Is this a mistake? Should the referendum be put off until there is more unity, as you suggested earlier this year? 
Well, look, this is ultimately a judgment call for the Prime Minister. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Australians are gearing up for the referendum. There is a sense that the referendum is coming. I think Australians have a lot on their minds at the moment, particularly with the cost of living, the cost of power prices, the cost of mortgages and so on. And I think, um, you know, if the campaign continued to drag, I think it would become a distraction from those other issues. And so I think it's good that uh, it, it's coming to a head. We also just heard from Andrew G that He's concerned or he's said that this has put the Liberal Party on the road to ruin, that it will lose the Liberal Party votes in key electorates. Are you concerned about that? Well, I'm focused on the referendum at the moment. That's uh, th that's my focus and I'm focused on winning the referendum. This isn't about individual political parties. It's not about individual parliamentarians. When I think about the sort of people who are signing up to be part of the Yes campaign in Barara, I think of people uh, like the local church minister, like uh, one of the people who's involved in the local PNC, like the local band leader, like a retired accountant. Uh, like the, They are just good community people um, who are who feel called to do something about this because they believe in recognition and they want to see something structurally different to ensure that we make better policies and laws in Indigenous affairs. Not all Conservatives are on board and I imagine not all people in your electorate are on board. There is a concern that some voters are getting confused and will end up voting on ideological lines rather than considering the case for yes or no. So one of our listeners has asked, what is one simple argument that will cut through to Conservatives? This is about practical change. We can't continue with what we've been doing because what we've been doing has given us this gap that doesn't close, a gap where an Indigenous Australian man is more likely to go to prison than to go to university, a gap where Indigenous Australians are two and a half times more likely to die by suicide than the rest of the population, where an Indigenous Australian's life expectancy is eight years shorter. We can't keep wasting money. We can't keep wasting time. We can't allow this to continue. We have to make change now. Have you seen that argument change people's minds? Look, Australians are um, practical people and I think practical arguments change their mind and I think uh, those arguments that list the key issues around the importance of closing the gap and the fact that this is a structural change that will provide for practical outcomes is something that does change minds. Next, Yolnu Youth on The Voice and meeting the Prime Minister. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. We are 
just at the youth forum where young mob from around the country have been meeting at Gama to talk about voice, treaty, truth and, and many other things. And the Prime Minister has just come to, to meet with the, the young mob as well. What, what are we supporting in the referendum? Yes! And all the kids are now taking selfies with the Prime Minister. Get a selfie with well, I'm Laura Mephiotes. What's your name? Marley. Marley. What's your last name? Thursday. And how old are you? Ten. And tell me about where you're from. I'm from Darlingway. And where is that in relation to here? I think it's just a couple hours up the road. Mm. And have you come to Gama Festival before? Yes, a lot. Why so? Tell me about your family and your connection to here. Well, my grandma was one of the founding members. And so what do you do at Gama every year when you come? play a lot with my friends and catch up with people and family. Yeah. Is there usually mob from lots of, lots of places? Yeah, that's what I love about Gamma, is all different people coming together. Yeah, yeah. And um, this year's you know, a really big year. There's been a lot of talk about politics, I imagine, even here in the kids' forum. Yeah. What have people been talking about? The yes vote and juvenile detention centres. What, what have people been saying? had 10-year-olds and children up, um, up from that age and why they shouldn't be locked up. I was here with the PM yesterday. Did you get to ask what you wanted to ask him? No. What would you have said? I would have said, how are you trying to prevent ch children getting locked up? Yeah. Why did you want to ask that? Because I feel like particularly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children are getting locked up and it just feeds to that stereotype. Have you seen that yourself? I have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Because you're 10. Yes. Yeah. How does it feel knowing, you know, kids kids your age can, can go to jail in Australia? Very scary because I... I try to be I try to be as good as possible. Yeah. What do you mean? I try to um, follow the rules and stuff like that. Yeah. When you say you've heard of kids ending up in, in prison who are young, where have you heard that? What what have you heard about that? Um, in the news or in the community? In the community like break ins and stuff like that. Yeah. And kids getting sent to like Darwin to go to juvenile detention centres. And what has that been like, like, for their families and stuff? Because that, that would be hard. Sometimes the families think that they, should, they shouldn't have done that, but some of the families do think that it, they didn't really deserve it. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> what do you think? I think they should just leave it to the elders and decide, the elders decide their punishment. Mm. Why so? Because I feel like when they get locked up, it just makes a mindset of, like, I'm less than. But when you, like, go out bush and go hunting, it makes you feel good because you're with family and on country. Is that something that you do and you enjoy as well? Yeah. yeah. I go fishing with my granddad. And... Yeah. A lot of people are hoping, you know, that 
there can be change in their community. Yeah. If the voice could change something, what would you hope it would change? Probably how in schools they don't um, children don't really like to go to school because mainly most of the time they're just sitting at a desk. And I think sometimes they should do learning on country or learning about the country. What would that look like? Going out with whoever's the um, elders or an Aboriginal, Indigenous or Torres Strait Islander person in the school that's working there mm. and going out on their country and then teaching them, the children, about what's, what's the country about. Why is that kind of classroom better, do you reckon? Because it's more fun and engaging to the children. Yeah. Just a note on this episode. Last week, the Northern Territory government raised the age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 12. In most states and territories across the country, the bar is still 10. This was a special episode of Full Story, part of our Voice Ask Me Anything series. If you have a question about The Voice, send us an email at voicequestions@theguardian.com. This episode was produced by me, Phoebe McElwraith, and Camilla Hannon, who also did the sound design. The executive producer is Miles Matignoni. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.